0: Hello and welcome to Movie Nosh with Mike and Josh, where each week we sink our teeth into a different movie feast. Uh, This is the first episode. Uh, We're going to review Dunkirk, which we watched recently.
1: Yeah, technically, we could reveal that this is a remastered first episode. Because we have such attention to detail that we could not go on knowing that our first episode sounded like a banther
0: farting (laughs) into a milk bottle. That wouldn't have sounded too bad. This, yeah. this sounded worse than that. We didn't have a proper microphone
1: the first time we did this episode.
0: I sound like I was talking and you were just firing talcum powder into my mouth. Yeah Proper cotton mouth We should probably tell people
1: what what this podcast is about Not the podcast but the Movie Nosh in general
0: Well Movie Nosh as a whole So Movie Nosh uh, will involve myself, Michael And yourself, Josh Yes Talking about uh, movies What makes us uh, appreciate movies What makes us really hate bad movies Yeah Um, And it turns out that all we really need in in a movie is some action um, And one, maybe even two boobs Maybe a lightsaber every now and then. Yeah. It's kind of... Big Star Wars fans, aren't we? Some kind of
1: mention of the Fast and the Furious at some point that always helps. Many a mention. Even
0: even in films that have no link at all to any fast or furious actions. I just like
1: dissing The Rock as much as possible. You do, yeah.
0: Yeah. Basically, each episode will comprise
1: of a few things. Uh, It tends to be a movie review of either a couple of movies or a big special feature one on one movie. Most of the reviews are spoiler free so don't worry the earlier ones might have a few spoilers Uh, but we also do movie news at the start of the episode and at the end of every episode pretty much best part
0: we play our infamous games Mm, they are infamous a lot of times people get hurt there's there's falling outs there's all sorts of Fecal matter. Fecal matter. Fecal yeah, matter. Yeah, you're
1: getting electrocuted
0: in this one, so they've got that to look forward to. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. No. Because <laughs> you know how much it hurts. <laughs> I do. And also, I am I think there's a, there's a thing about being a redhead mm. uh, that means that you're you're more susceptible to pain. You've got a lower yeah. thrain threshold. Yeah, pain... Thrain <laughs> threshold? This is another thing in the movie <laughs> podcast where I can't
1: say words properly and then swear a lot.
0: So. You'd think as a ginger man, I'd have a higher pain threshold having lived... Through years and years of, of physical. I think that's more
1: mental and emotional hardening. pain threshold rather than actual physical threshold. Yeah. 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 Um,
0: yeah. I'm looking at it now. It, Is it, it scaring you? Yeah, it's, it's just ominous. It's so ominous. And the noise that it makes as well uh, gives me PTSD. <laughs> um,
1: so if you enjoyed this podcast, there's a few things you can do to help us out. We're quite a few episodes in now. Um, if you know somebody who might enjoy this podcast please share it with them we're available on iTunes SoundCloud and every decent podcast app out there if it's not on your podcast app you have a shit podcast app download something
0: new yeah
1: and also you can go to movienosh.com to find out how to listen to the episodes get links and listen to all the uh, episodes on the embedded player if you like Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handles on Instagram and Twitter are at MovieNosh. And you can find us on Facebook just by typing in MovieNosh. It's it's pretty fucking straightforward when you think about it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And Josh puts a lot of effort into this, so, so fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: listeners. Um, I think on that note, we should start our infamous theme tune. Hit it! What did you get up to this day? today? Today, <laughs> I had a pretty shit meeting at work, and so I needed two drinks when I got home, as well as a gigantic pizza. So that's my day so far. What flavour pizza did you have? I had a fancy sourdough one from the co op, or the coop, as I like to call it. Coop. AKA the pantry, because I literally live above it, so
0: my fridge is always empty. Because what's the point when your fridge is downstairs? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I had a half day today. I went to a Jamie Oliver cooking school where I learnt knife skills was Jamie there Jamie wasn't there but he had somebody who spoke alarmingly like Jamie
1: did you just end up making
0: like fish fingers and stuff for schools no I made a stir fry oh Um, and I cut everything myself Um, including your fingers no I didn't I actually missed that but (laughs) I don't know they taught you some life skills that I probably should have learnt well before 29 like how to wash a plate no not like that but you know how how to cut an onion Really? Yeah, stuff like that. I wonder if your technique's the same as mine. We'll have a look. We shall find out. Find out next week. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so yeah, we're going to review Dunkirk, which is obviously a
1: massive Christopher Nolan film. Uh, I, I, can't, I don't think I need to explain who Christopher Nolan is. He's one of the most famous directors ever. He's got all these famous movies, including the Dark Knight series. You know, the only good thing that's ever come out of DC, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely um, right. He started off with Fantastic Films. What was his first film again? Can you remember? Uh, it was a weird Memento?
0: One. Well, that was the first one that I think he had... He Got famous for. Yeah. Yeah. But he did do one before that called, called The Following or something like that. Yeah. But he's um, also famous for the movies like
1: Inception, which is a oh, fantastic film, and Interstellar as well.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't just direct them. He also r- writes a lot of these. And whether he ha- co-writes them with his brother Jonathan or not, he, 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 he uh, often has a... A big part in, in getting the film mm. onto paper and screenplays. He and... is
1: a creative fucker.
0: Yeah, and he doesn't look like it. You could quite easily walk down past him down the street and think, oh, "This is another wanker.
1: Yeah, from Kensington.
0: Yeah, but um, no, fair play to him. I mean, he—if he were to make such great films, I mean, in the fact that he makes great films so consistently, I think has cemented his place in, in movie history. Yeah,
1: he'll go down. Everybody will know yeah. that in Christopher Nolan for. Years to come, people will still be watching movies like Dunkirk in 50 years. And
0: isn't yeah, he definitely has his favorite actors, doesn't he? We've got Tom Hardy. Celi that that Murphy, happens with
1: a lot of people, though, doesn't it? Like Quentin Tarantino, he always has his, his actors that he works with over and over again. Um, I can I can see
0: it. Tom Hardy's obviously good buddies with. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Christopher Nolan either has given or received Tom Hardy. <laughs> a little bit of something, something. I
1: wasn't sure. To be honest, I would give and receive Tom Hardy at the same
0: time if it was physically possible. He's remarkably short, Tom Hardy. I think he's like five foot eight. I think that's why lots
1: of people recommend him to play Wolverine.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you you you've seen the film Warrior, yes, love that film. I never thought I'd enjoy a mixed martial arts film, but Warrior was literally shouting at the screen like break his fucking arm, <laughs> <laughs> and I was totally into it. But he is like an absolute tank, even though he's short.
0: Yeah. um Whenever I watch these films, I always think, yeah, I could get that big. (laughs) What, Uh, if you worked on a movie and worked
1: out six hours a day and ate five chickens? Yeah, I didn't say it was a realistic ambition. I I mean, you could, but...
0: No, I'm, I'm not that focused. I can the barely, funding more than anything. I can barely see a shit from beginning to end, let alone uh, a workout regime.
1: <laughs> oh, that's the favourite part of my day sometimes.
0: Um, should we give a, a bit of a synopsis about the film? Yes, please do. What was Dunkirk about?
1: So it's based on real-life events, the, the Battle of Dunkirk during World War II. But basically, in May 1940, Germany advanced into France, <laughs> trapping Allied troops on the beaches of Dunkirk. Under air and ground cover from British and French forces, troops were slowly and methodically evacuated from the beach using every serviceable navy, naval and civilian vessel that could be found. At the end of the heroic mission, 330,000 French, British, Belgian and Dutch soldiers were safely evacuated. But that wasn't all of them. It's crazy, isn't it? It was one of the wars that kind of was, if we, if we didn't win this battle in this war, we might not have won it in fact we didn't wonder about yeah, well, it. that's that's what
0: um that was what was what was brought so uh, heavily into into recent uh, people's minds when the, on the release of this film people look back on on dunkirk and, and they feel like it was a victory but it wasn't at all was it it was a massive surrender if anything but it was a successful surrender which rejuvenated all of our troops and citizens into thinking you know we're we're the underdogs but we we're, we're not going to give up we're mm. basically um you know, Leeds United against Manchester in, 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 the, in the FA Cup or something. For all our <clears throat> listeners
1: from overseas, that would be like having a shit team against a very good team. Obviously, my knowledge of sports is very minimal. Well, no, no, you did very well.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Was yeah.
1: that a good analogy? I mean, that's pretty
0: much what I was saying. <laughs> uh, and then you said it into the way that somebody who doesn't follow any sports or... The way he, that I would say it's Is even active at all, uh, <laughs> would, would, would think. Mm. Um so it's not it's a tricky subject matter, um, because there's always going to be sensitive issues that you have to address in, in war movies. And a lot of the time war movies are they're a bit sycophantic, aren't they? And they can they yeah. can they can turn situations that are usually quite sensitive and they can make them into Hollywood
1: Hm
0: jerk fests? Yes, yes, that's a good way of putting Self-serving
1: it. Self serving kind of it's almost like um, <clears throat> propaganda, but 50 years too late.
0: Yeah, and and you and I are, are far too impatient to, to go and find out the real story. And yeah, I mean, just... I could go ask my grandpa, but he wasn't there. So. <laughs> yeah, um, so you see films like Saving Private Ryan, um, and you see like, the Omaha Beach landing, and you think, fuck, yeah, that's a really good representation of it. I reckon that's exactly how it went, when in actuality... Probably wasn't. I mean, that's about as close as we're going to get.
1: It's funny, with this film, actually, they um, invited some of the veterans from Dunkirk along to the movie and they said, actually, it was pretty accurate, except that the soundtrack was too loud, the bombs weren't that loud, which made Christopher Nolan laugh and makes me chuckle a little bit as well. It's like, well, the bombs weren't that loud. The bombs were louder in the movie than they were in real life. That's, that's pretty a,
0: dumb, lot, The bombs weren't as loud <laughs> as a cinema. Yeah, I
1: guess when they hit the sand, if you think about it. Or the C. How much noise does it actually make?
0: I think they just forgot to turn the hearing aid hearing aids to T. To T. <laughs> the uh, what's that stand for again? Like the loop or something? I've got no idea. I've not got a hearing aid. I'll let you know in about thirty years. Actually. <laughs> I'll only be sixty then, I hope I'm hoping. Yeah, I
1: think with the way my hearing's going, it's probably gonna to be
0: tomorrow, so <laughs> Okay, so um so you've given the synopsis. Um what were your thoughts on the film? The the opening the opening scene. The opening scene where the the leaflets
1: are falling from the sky... By the way, this is a spoilerific episode. You will have seen it by now if you wanted to see this film. Mm. Um, it, it starts off in a small town following um, uh, one of the, the troops... What was it called? Fionn? Fionn is the actor. Yeah, yeah. Fionn, who, who's a bit of um, i I'm sort of describing him as an avatar in this film because he doesn't speak that much. He doesn't have that much of a personality. It's not like he stands out. It's more like he... Takes you along for the ride. More well, I think you was... live the movie through him.
0: Yeah, and I think that was a conscious thing by Christopher Nolan and and uh, the script other scriptwriters mm. that there wasn't a singular hero. There wasn't a Tom Hanks yeah. in Saving Private Ryan. Mm. In that, it was a collective effort, and it was more of a story of the collective, yeah, um, rather than individual heroes, which is a fresh take and a welcome one. Mm.
1: I will well, considering say, considering there was what, over four hundred thousand people on that beach. It's probably the right story to tell. Yes. Um, but uh, what I liked about it is, so it, it's kind of like, well, where's this going to go? And pretty much straight away, he starts getting fired at by troops. And from the get-go in this movie, you are on edge. You are super yeah. anxious. One of the guys at work was speaking to me, said, I didn't really like Dunkirk because I just felt uncomfortable all the way through. And I was like, that's the fucking point. No, I it's agree with him. Movie. It's a war movie. like agree the soundtrack, yeah. the story, they were uncomfortable. It's meant to make you feel at least as some proportion some of the emotions that they were going through so you can empathise and be in the moment if you were super comfortable watching this film Christopher Nolan would have done something completely wrong
0: and I think that's a very difficult thing to achieve I think that so many filmmakers try and make you feel an ounce of what is being portrayed on screen but the combination of what you're seeing the historical gravitas of what's going on, the score, I think it all plays into you feeling under pressure stressed everything that's happening on screen is intense Mm. um i remember watching this and i I still remember now the 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 shape that i took as i was sitting in my chair was just (laughs) like a prawn a cowardly shape Uh, and i i i was let into how i would be in 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 a war and i think it would be cowardly Mm. um and i would probably i'd probably take my own life i think Rather than you fight. well I don't know judging on what what happened in the cinema whilst watching this film I had uh sh- slunken shoulders i was i was very i was holding myself um and I, I I took a moment during it where i I sort of relaxed and tried to straighten my back and think you know what I'm not, I'm not actually there i don't need to feel this way and then within about thirty seconds of of oh. the soundtrack, what was happening, the loud explosions hmm. um I slowly went straight went back straight, into I transgressed back into my comfy that's safe. great though I love a movie it's that fantastic that it managed to do
1: that make you feel any kind of emotion <coughs> that you're not normally used to uh, and, and or just even make you feel which is fair. why
0: we go to the cinema we go to the cinema to, to be taken outside of our, our comfort zones in, mm. in some ways and this movie absolutely did that
1: yeah nailed it uh, it's one of the reasons I absolutely loved it I think to be fair um, one of the main things that did it in the movie, one of the main things that made you feel that way was the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hans. Hans Zimmer, a long-time partner of Christopher Nolan, worked yeah. on many of his films. Worked on Inception, did the the soundtracks to the Batman trilogy that, that he worked it, on. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I think it, you cannot Google this movie without finding out about What's the shepherd called? tone.
0: The shepherd tone.
1: Yeah, for those people who don't know, it's it's a way of you know, almost throughout the entire film. It sounds as if there's a note in the background which is just getting higher and higher, and that that increase in, t- in 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 the the tonality of it makes it sound like something's coming. Yeah. Like uh, like you know, it's a sense of suspense. And actually, it was supposed to sound like the screech of um the bombers. Yeah. They're coming over. I think it sort of replicates that quite well. But the the way that that works scientifically is actually quite interesting. So they sort of explain the shepherd tone as if, uh, imagine you know the barbershop... Um. Spiral thing. Spirals that yeah. get outside the ones that spin around and it looks like they're just infinitely spinning yeah. upwards and it does that but it uses the same note at three separate pitches, um, one at a normal pitch, one at a lower pitch and one at a higher pitch and what happens is um, that note gets higher and higher and so does the high and the low note, but what happens is the highest note ends up getting quieter whereas the lowest note gets louder so they end up replacing each other over time in that sort of spiral sense. It's a bit hard to describe using words, to be honest, and it's worthwhile going online and checking it, but the shepherd tones used in loads of different movies just to create tension, especially over a long period of time. It just makes you feel constantly like something's about to happen. But this is the first film that I've seen where it's used in about 70% of the film, which is
0: fantastic, and it it, it serves the purpose completely. Oh, absolutely. And you've got the three stories that are being told. You've got uh, a week on the beach mm. you've got uh, the day in the boats and you've got the hour in the planes yeah um, because the planes would only have an hour worth of fuel mm. um, and that power of three works with the power of three that's being used in the shepherd zone and, and you see it actually all over the place even in the in, in the logo for Dunkirk you've got the three types of blue you've mm. got the blue at the top uh, which is light blue to represent the sky and then you've mm. got the middle to see and then the, the brown of the, the earth yeah. yeah um, I read that on
1: AMD E2 as well, Mike. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I did my
0: research on that one website. <laughs> um, <coughs> and yeah, I, I wonder what. I mean, Shepherd Tone hasn't really been used since. I wonder. I don't know why Maybe it has. It's just we don't.
1: I, I don't think I've noticed it, to be fair. Hans Zimmer didn't do it, so no one When cares. I've researched it online, they have noticed some other movies that it's been used in. I don't think it's. It's not definitely not the first time, but I just think it's the first time I've noticed it so heavily in a film mm. where it's just been there so long it's used in so much the majority of the movie is used there and along with the ticking as well that's constantly featured well, in well the funny thing you say about so there's, there's right at the start of the movie there's a ticking in the yeah. background and again that's like a countdown to something that's going to happen you're the fishes or the Germans coming in um, but the funny thing about that Ticking noise is actually the noise is recorded from one of Christopher Nolan's pocket watches. Oh, because isn't
0: Christopher Nolan the type of person to have a fucking pocket yeah, watch? Yeah, that's that's the most wanky thing I've yeah. ever heard in my life. Hans
1: Zimmer took it and he's put it through some of his like um, sound making systems and changed it slightly. But yeah, that's Christopher
0: Nolan's. Yeah. So it sounds like such a Pink Floyd moment, doesn't it? I will take your pocket watch and I'm going <laughs> to record it very loudly.
1: This might sound like a stupid question, but is Hans Zimmer German? I think he's
0: Austrian. 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 Oh, like like all the great composers. Yeah. Do you know, for somebody who's such a big Hans Zimmer fan, I don't actually know. I'm going to go with Austrian. The
1: only reason I ask is because there's a, a lady at work who says that her husband used to be in a band with him.
0: Was it an Austrian band? Uh, he is a German film score composer and record producer. So he uh, is German. Yeah. Um, I went to go see him live and he was unbelievable.
1: What did he do? Did he do, Was he the composer? The yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and he just played a lot, a lot of his movie <coughs> stuff. But he did, he did Gladiator, he did Lion King... He did Pirates of the Caribbean and he went through all of his best stuff. It was amazing. It was really, really good. And I recommend anybody who, maybe you're not even that big of a Hans Zimmer fan. You're just a movie fan. Or you just like seeing German people tell bad jokes. Go and see Hans Zimmer uh, live. (laughs) It was quite pricey, but well worth it. With a bad joke, something like, There was a squirrel and then the dog ate the squirrel and it died. (laughs) Ha ha ha. It was something like that, except mm. I don't think Germans can say squirrel. It's one of the words that they find squirrel, really. They yeah, say sh- like squirrel, squa- squirrel. Uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah like it's one of. Those. Look at all this
1: like slightly xenophobic conversation. It's borderline, isn't it? We are, you, you know, English though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our relationship with the Germans has always been. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say
0: there. Um, but I personally think that the score was. Paramount to telling the story. Yeah, it sounds wanky because that's kind of a wanky thing to say. Uh, well, it's not because to me, in films
1: like this, um, the soundtrack is—it's arguably fifty the... percent of the movie.
0: Yeah, I'd go as far to say it's one of the characters in the film.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It it completely sets the tone. Pun not intended because no, it's the, not even a pun. The one. shepherd it's just tone. Shite, but it sets the um, tone. Like with without you know you could have you could have had. Uh, I don't know Five The shitty 90s boy band Playing in the background The yeah. film would have been wank That's just how much The soundtrack Can make a difference To a movie You could have all this Fantastic acting All this fantastic Cinematography uh, Fantastic storytelling But if the soundtrack's wank The movie's shit Yeah That's how integral it is really yeah. Um, You know what There was one point I wanted to mention About the, the soundtrack as well He had those moments Of sort of elation Where it changed From this really tense Serious like minor note Up to The positive um, the positive key—that's not is it? minor, major key. There we go. Okay, yeah. That's that's the phrase. Look at me with my A and GCSE music. Well, you're you're the music man. Yeah. Um, and you, you, as soon as the the music changed, you personally felt a sense of relief. Yeah, physical didn't you? and it was just change. the moments like um, when the Tom Hardy's plane at the end runs out of fuel, but it goes over and it shoots the plane down. It's not just that. Release of seeing them, you know, mm. have a, a small victory, but the, the music just fulfills that moment completely.
0: Yeah, um, there were many moments like that. Did you, did you cry during this movie?
1: I don't think I did. But then again, I was close. I'm an odd bastard, so. Yeah, you're, you're a northern. It's not like. Hard man. um Mud Mudbound, where I cried several times.
0: Yeah. Um, the point where I was close to tears was when the um the civilian boats arrived and that music changed to a slowed down version of Nimrod. Yeah. Um which is a patriarchal patriarchal. It's a patri patri Patriotic. Patriotic, thank you. Patriarchal <laughs> is it, to do with Yes, the, yes, yes. And then uh, in charge you <coughs> <laughs> It's a patri, it's a patriotic uh British mm-hmm. theme really. And it's it, it, has, it has a lot of connotations with um with Britain and how much we love our own Arshenhullers. What is an asshole? Ar- yeah.
1: See, it's one of those languages where you can just kinda guess sometimes. Arshen Haller. Haller. I'm gonna use that well, sandwich
0: now. Arschen Haller. Um, I overheard a German pair today on the phone to somebody that they could see and they said nine. We had a video call. No, no, no. They could they, they were on the phone and they could see them with their eyes. Oh that's weird. And they were directing them and they said, nine links, links and then the person obviously turned right or wretched. And uh, she said, Nein, under which obviously means... other the left. Yeah. Ah. And I smiled because I understood it. And I was like, oh, they say it like Who us. Who
1: needs to learn GCSE Germany? Yeah. German? And, um, Germany? Germany.
0: Uh, another another moment, which, was, which is weird when you listen to foreign languages, but um, she said, ja, aber, 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 which means yeah, but, but, but. Really? And she was saying, she was oh. You know
1: so much German. Yeah.
0: You were very useful it's when we went to Berlin. Uh, no well no, I kinda kept it quiet. It's vibe, like... <coughs> Bitter. Bitter. No you don't, I'm terrible. You don't want to go flying into a into a foreign country claiming to know the language only to be sorely misunderstood. Especially if you're British. Yeah, it's it's there's not there's not much great things about being British other than our inability to
1: Well we just call ourselves great Great Britain and yeah. that,
0: that makes everything great. It's very much mediocre Britain, isn't it? Yeah, it's if like... that.
1: Slightly racist, Britain.
0: (laughs) I think there's a big change, isn't there, with our generation? We're less proud to be British, aren't we? Yeah. I wonder if... No, I think that's true. I don't think my mum's generation was like that anyway. No. Uh, So, going back to Dunkirk... Oh, yeah. uh, Were there any stand-up performances for you? There's one actor slash singer in this movie who (laughs) drew all of the uh, attention. So... And almost ruined it, actually. Uh, A lot of the build-up was, why the fuck... Can we talk about the Harry Styles in the room? Why is Harry Styles in this movie? Um so
1: you watch the movie, hmm And when I watched the movie, I was like, that's Harry Styles. And he did a good job. He was actually it's a pretty strong performance, especially considering it is his first actor role, and considering the scale of the movie and how awesome the movie was. He did a good job. There's a lot of pressure on him as well. Yeah. However, I couldn't get past the fact that I was looking on the screen and going, "That's fucking Harry Styles."
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a weird decision to have him in this because I don't think that he added anything more than he took away. If you know what I mean, he he took away a lot more. He took me out of the film because mm. there were some snickers along the so some snickers along the uh, row in, in the cinema where mm. people thought, "Oh, that's that bloke from One Direction, isn't it?" <laughs> that's basically how he sounded. Yeah. His probably um, Yorkshire accent. And to be fair to him, you know, if, if he hadn't become famous beforehand by being a member of one of the biggest bands in the in the world, slash wankers... He wouldn't um, have had that opportunity, would he? He wouldn't have had the opportunity, but also, if you'd taken away any of that, his performance wouldn't have been standout, but it wouldn't have been anything of note. We wouldn't be talking about it now. It's funny you say that, because um, obviously
1: people have asked Chris Nolan, like, why Why did you cast Harry Styles and he said I auditioned literally thousands of young men with different combinations of young men and he had it that sounds a bit dodgy doesn't it especially with the current climate in Hollywood (laughs) I auditioned thousands of
0: young men with other young men Uh, Simon Simon Cowell did that and put him in a band yeah so he's been through maybe he's just really good at auditions maybe yeah Yeah, figured it out that's that's what it is yeah Um, so cinematography Shouldn't we talk about the other performances in the film, maybe? Uh, So we said before that there wasn't any uh, particular um, standout um, characters in this film because it wanted to portray the the fact that uh, it was a war, not uh, any single hero's effort. Um, But the top-billed actor in this is Tom Hardy, Mm. and he, by far and away, had the most heroic story to tell. Or did he?
1: No, I don't necessarily... I wouldn't say the most heroic, I think... He was obviously, he came over from Britain when he flew mm-hmm. and could go back and yeah, this character did a lot of courageous things but a lot of the, the, the men on the beach had obviously been through a lot already and were there stuck on the beach for a whole week whereas he was in the air for an hour. Yeah. So, but it's, I think the thing for Tom Hardy for me was he, his, his role was quite interesting because he was basically a pilot in a cockpit for the entire film except for one tiny bit at the end. And so it was just him with a mask on. Yeah. And so the only part he could really act on (laughs) is with the tone of his voice, uh, a few of the movements, but that doesn't really impact him much, and it's his eyes. His eyes. And that's it. And to me, I don't think he... It wasn't really a standout performance, really. I think anybody, quite a lot of people could have been in that role and done pretty much the same thing, whereas the other pilot, played by Jack Loudon, who is my movie twin... Yes, he is. Yeah. And he's a very attractive man. Yeah. Yeah. he had the moment where his plane crashes and he gets trapped inside the cockpit and he's trying to get out. Now that, you can, you know, yeah, makes the difference. And then he's on the boat afterwards as well.
0: Um, they should have made Harry Styles the pilot.
1: Uh, Cover his face. Yeah, and then it wouldn't have taken me out of the middle. No, no, it would have been. I was still in like, that's fucking Harry Styles, isn't it? They should have put huge
0: amounts of makeup on him. <laughs> but there was also... Um, shaved his head, maybe. Oh, yeah. very good. Bald the fucker.
1: There was other, like, really fantastic actors in there Mark Rylas was one of the, the actors on the boat he a great performance Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Branner was one of the commanders on the beach the naval commander um, you had James Darcy or James Darcy as people Darcy. call him was the army commander on the beach yes yeah so there's plenty of like really well known actors in this film but none of them Particularly that. stood out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's ones that you'd recognise, like Kenneth Branagh and Tom Hardy. But then the, even that the ones who are lesser known, like um, uh, Fionn Whitehead who played Tommy. Yeah, um, this was his
0: first movie, wasn't it? I'm not sure actually. It was, it was, his was his first like big major one? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He had loads of screen time. Um, but I think that was good. I think that was a good move. I mean, it removed itself from that Saving Private Ryan. You no, know, this is a hero story. Mm. Um, and 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 also by not showing the enemy throughout the whole film by not showing the German soldiers until the very end where Tom Hardy gets taken out of his place. Do you even actually
1: see them on the screen?
0: No they're, 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 you see them on screen but they're blurred out you just see the, the uh, it's not a silhouette but it's, it's just them in the background and, and maybe the yeah, or something yeah they just sort of surround him and you see four or five of them in the background blurred out but Tom Hardy's definitely uh, in the forefront and, and the focus is on him mm. and you don't even see his face do
1: you? It's him from the back so technically you never see him with his mask off
0: really yeah, oh, that's an interesting film.
1: Yeah, but I I wonder how many people get through this film and haven't realised that they haven't seen a single enemy. They've just heard the gunshots. Yeah, and seen planes. But you, don't, you don't even see a <coughs> pilot in
0: the cockpit. No, but that's um, you know that's that's Alien did that, and absolutely smashed it. Made a made a horror film where you didn't see the the thing that was hunting them for uh. the most you know seventy eighty percent of the film, and that leaves your uh, Imaginations to run wild and although we know what the enemy looks like because they're human mm-hmm. um, it really did it did a good job in this and I think added to it the whole the whole suspense with the music constantly leading towards this um, conclusion that we that felt like it was never going to come um, the three stories when are they going to synchronize especially towards the end when it started to the pace started to really pick up um, and then mix that with the fact that you never see the enemy it leads to a very very stressful uh, experience and one that i can't wait to experience again yeah i think i might watch it
1: for a third time on my tv with the sound system
0: way up when no one else is in yeah i watched it in imax and i uh and i really really hope that the, the it translates well onto blu-ray or uh home cinema because
1: you need a big speaker don't you yeah and a big TV, like what I've got. We should just watch it in my
0: house. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Done. We'll do, maybe we'll do it afterwards. Yeah. Um. Yeah, um,
1: I think it was worthwhile as well. You mentioned that, you know, you've got the air, the sea, and the, the land story. Yeah. And they're all different times. So the air is over an hour. The sea it's over the space of a week. Uh, no, a day?
0: Uh, the sea was Yeah, because the day. boat's coming back. Yeah. Apparently
1: Christopher Nolan actually sailed the the trip from um, wherever it was in Kent, Kent, Kent oh, yeah. into, uh, to Dunkirk. Just to see what the experience was like, and it took him 19 hours because of the conditions at the sea. Him and see, his missus.
0: I would love to have so much money that I could just think, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm going go to we'll go." on a boat trip?
1: I would hate that because I throw up so easily. I, I'm terrible on the sea. Really? Mm. What about on land? You're right. Um, what If I poke you, uh, not in a car. Don't poke my belly. <laughs> 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 I'm like a, a Mr. Puff, whatever they call him. <laughs> I don't think yeah. we had that brand in America in in England, did we? The Mister Puff, this marshmallow thing. The Go Puff. Stay puffed. Stay puffed, marshmallow man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's basically me at the moment. Well, we're gonna get back yeah. in the gym at some point. Uh, I'll just spend a week on Dunkirk Beach and I'll do it. <laughs> um, so uh, you had all these different stories that didn't didn't last the same amount of time. So Christopher Nolan, being a bit of a genius, didn't tell the story in sequence because mm. you can't because they're not. You couldn't do it, so you would end up having. 50% of the movie being on the beach. On the beach. And then right at the end, you'd have the Navy come in. And then right right at the end, you'd have the air come in. And that's not the great way to say it. So they told it out of sequence, which is really good as well, especially for movies where you kind of know what the ending is in a way. Yeah. Because it keeps you guessing. It's almost as if the end of every single scene is a cliffhanger. Yeah. Because you don't quite know what part's going to come next. And so then you end up seeing, like, there's the the scene where they first pull... Um, uh, Cillian Murphy is it Cillian or Killian? Cillian. Cillian yeah. Cillian Murphy onto the boat they can tell he's shell shocked he's, he's proper traumatised but then you see him later on in the film denying people getting onto his little um, safety dinghy yeah that was uh, being proper legit uh, yeah, saying
0: got... like no there's no room for you, your about I got goosebumps when I first saw that yeah, yeah and
1: it's like oh, what a dick yeah um, and it's that revelation purely yeah. because it's been told out of sequence whereas it was a told in sequence you wouldn't have had that same impact you
0: wouldn't have had that and and Films that are told in sequence, the the the, the feeling of um, relief or, or or satisfaction that you get at the end of the movie is that the story is complete and you're 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 told this one thing that's being kept from you. Whereas in this, we knew what was being kept from us because we know how the story ends. Um, so it needed to be told in this in a convoluted and and, and, and complicated way, and he did a great job in it. Mm. Um, and the fact that he held back parts of Sydney Murphy's character. Um, really did really did add something to it that it couldn't that you couldn't normally do with a story that's already been told mm. and everybody already knows. Um and again it, it added something to it and then by the end of the movie you've got this full hundred percent completion of, of all the characters and you get a great feeling of satisfaction when all the all the storylines tie together and the music chills out a bit and Yeah, you finally just like, just like Oh my god oh, I can relax. Thanks, thank God. Yeah. Um, um. Do you know what I, I
1: liked about this film as well? Is It's very British. It is. It made, it made me a little bit proud to be British. There is a slight sense of propaganda there for how a few things. You. One, because Dunkirk is basically a film about queuing. And how and good we are at the it. the British love queuing, even though they'll never admit it, mm. because they love complaining about it as much as they love doing it.
0: Even in life and death situations, and it's not life and death actually, it's death and death situations. We love a queue. True, yeah.
1: If it's the end of the world that
0: was coming, we the, would queue for it. Yeah, and, <laughs> Yeah. exactly. And uh, if the order of the queue is in a, in any way time. If anybody
1: pushed in the fucking queue, oh my god, everyone I, would talk very loudly.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, but also,
1: the other British thing is that when they get rescued on that boat and sail off, what food did they get given? Jam on toast. No, and really then don't. when the boat goes down you just see loads of jam on toast floating around <laughs> <laughs> it's such really? a weird moment next to some
0: Branston Pickle and Heinz baked beans <laughs> bloody <laughs> hell
1: you just see like a Cumberland sausage float past the screen uh, well yeah I've, I've seen yeah, a few it, it, was, it was one of those movies where you're like yes I'm British I'm British like these young gentlemen were um, uh,
0: it's a very stylish film I thought everybody had very cool haircuts have like, you noticed know, and... that
1: the haircuts aren't that different from this modern day though. Like they're, they're well, basically
0: they're sort of fashion cyclical isn't it yeah
1: the military yeah. Tidy back swept and short on the, short on the sides. short yeah. sides. Um, and short on top in your case as well. <laughs> <laughs> in a very specific area. And uh, you'll all notice within this podcast the amount of times that I take the piss out of Mike's bald patch and his squinty eyes, and he takes the piss out of my punch and
0: Judy style nose and chin is a common theme. Yeah, almost as common as the presence of your chin in my face. Um do you think Yeah This is something that was talked about uh <laughs> around around the release of the movie that the lack of women in this movie do you think it was a conscious decision or do you think it was uh, institutionally sexist
1: um, to be honest I wouldn't be able to answer that question without knowing historically like what it would have be been like from what I understand is that women didn't really serve any Army or the Navy at that point, although I could be wrong. This is complete conjecture. The only women I remember seeing on in the film was uh, the woman giving out toast and jam yeah, about, yeah, yeah. And the they were also
0: the sort of medical staff as well. And I don't know if that was the role that was played at the time. So it's a bit hard to tell, to be honest. Well, I think it may have been. I think it's just a, a factual telling of, of what it was like at the time. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm not totally clued up because, you know, feminism was wasn't a thing it wasn't invented back then uh, no. <laughs> it's not um, like they had the
1: right to vote or anything oh, yeah. yeah they did
0: uh but you got you know you had the suffragette movement and things like that that was earlier than that wasn't it well yes but this the culmination uh, shortly afterwards mm. and then they had that thing about the rose didn't a, a woman give you like a white rose or a, or something if you uh, if you didn't fight in the war the women would go around and give you something that basically highlighted the fact that you weren't a fighter you weren't a soldier so i can't yeah, on yeah, for. which I thought was hugely hypocritical because they weren't either yeah, yeah but it's well. not like they were allowed to Wow, that's the difference yeah. they were still back
1: home with their posters of mighty femininity while they were busy making all the bullets and the tanks and all that yeah. kind of stuff I think they played such a vital role as well to be fair But did your, was, it, was,
0: was your grandma in the war?
1: no yeah. she was too young because my uh, grandpa is a bit of a cradle snatcher and yeah. he is about 15 years older than my grandma um Cashback. so yeah he my granddad entered the war a year early well, apparently loads of people did that because it was you know a few years into the war their friends are out there fighting already they were sat behind board, nothing so crazy to crazy they, they knew about... they were going to be enlisted in the next year anyway so they just enlisted a year early and lied about their age but he ended up in the navy um and the things i remember him telling me about it is a they once shot one of their own planes down because the um, communication system wasn't working, so they couldn't signal friend or flow. Shit. And the other one was that he was carrying a shell or something like this up a flight of stairs, dropped it, and just caught it. Wow. And if he hadn't caught it, I wouldn't be saying right now. <laughs> wow. I know, I know. Butterfingers. Alan Marsh. <laughs> that's uh, that's what we
0: call him. <laughs> yeah, there's always that one character in a movie, isn't there? Who's, who lets the, everyone else he down. Would.
1: The other thing that's funny about my granddad is as well. He doesn't drink, and the reason he doesn't drink is because he got absolutely wankered once when he was in the navy. Oh yeah. And this, I think, it was in, in Gibraltar, and doesn't remember making it back on the boat, and only remembers the severe hunger over here, and yeah. just never
0: drank again. Sometimes it takes that, you know. Weirdly,
1: I... he's got a bottle of very expensive cognac and he's covered it at home, but he just keeps saying, Oh, yeah, wait till my funeral and you can have a drink then. And it's like, fucking hell, that's the darkest thing. <laughs> and can you up, please, because
0: I really want to shut up. Did you notice Michael Caine in this movie? Shut up. Michael Caine is Michael Caine. My name is Michael Caine. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Caine. You've just walked in. Hi. It's nice of you to join us in this podcast.
1: Mr. Cain, what part did you play in this film? So he is... uh, You're supposed to do it in the voice of Michael Cain. I'll
0: speak for... Oh, I can't do it. Go on. I'll play... No, I can't. I was only supposed to play... I got doors
1: off. I can't do it. I end up sounding a bit like... No, I think you're killing it Janet Street Porter.
0: Um, (laughs) Michael Cain was uh, Tom Hardy's uh, communique. As in Tom Hardy's talking to him in the plane. Oh really? And Michael Caine—that's
1: another Christopher Nolan Yeah, he's, jerk he, buddy, isn't it?
0: Yeah, he features a lot in, well, in all of the the Dark Knight movies. Mm. Um, yeah, but interesting that he would—he would take such a small role. Yeah, and that's just his voice. He, he has got quite a distinctive voice. Distinctive I'm really surprised voice. I didn't pick up on that because I'm not quite good with that kind of thing. Yeah. So, all
1: in all, well, actually, there's one thing we've not talked about, which is very important: it's cinematography. Right, and okay. got onto that because. It is a stunning film, and especially with his shots choosing like, 70mm film and in IMAX as well, Mm. means that it's hard not to be. I think the colouring in this film was was fantastic. You get the points where they've tried to escape in the boats, but then the boat got blown up by a torpedo, and they all end up back on the beach, and you notice the colour change goes to, like, a very, very sort of greeny blue. Oh, right. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's almost like the film's kind of getting darker, but then... It'll skip forward into the future when things are like starting to look up a bit and things are a bit brighter. Um, the the, the colours of it, it's all very aqua, yeah, and very marine.
0: Well, this this film, I think, had the most amount of uh, film time in, in water or something like that. the, the, the really the, um, the amount of actually film, on the water film work that was used in the water, yeah, right, made that and, and it's one of the most expensive and most challenging ways to uh, ways to film. Um, because obviously you can't tell the water what to do.
1: No, and the other thing as well, they did a lot, like all the plane scenes pretty much seemed, I mean, I don't know how much, there will have been parts that weren't filmed in the air, but from what I can tell,
0: yeah,
1: almost, a lot of the, and, and it's good that I can't tell the difference, but most of the plane scenes were shot in a plane. They had those moments where there's cameras stuck on the plane, so as the planes are panning, it yeah. just feels like you're in the plane with them flying around, you get really stuck into it. You sort of it's almost like you're moving in your chair along with the the, yeah. the, the shop. And the other thing as well is you can when when Tom Hardy's speaking, you can hear his voice vibrating because of the distortion from yeah, it's, the plane shaking, it's, it? it's very really raw. It's like a raw Yeah, yeah. And at first I was like I can't really hear what he's saying but then found that more immersive because of that.
0: Well it means you concentrate more, isn't it? It's when mm. people whisper during a film you sort of lean in, you know or or when you're talking to them you sort of you give them all of your attention because you're, even if they're talking wank.
1: It's like when you start getting really quiet on the
0: podcast. It's just like <laughs> everybody's paying attention, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. To me. Me, me, me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, and it's funny you mention that because there's a, the, uh, a few of the shots where there's a camera mounted onto the plane as it's, as it's banking. He uh, it does a similar sort of thing, Christopher Nolan, in um, Interstellar yeah. when the ship is crash landing into the water planet. Oh, he does, isn't it? Uh, and at the start of the film, I think it opens up with it. How did they film that? It looks okay. like it was just like a drone with a bit of a nose attached to it, Could and you just run it into an iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a lot of the film shots they they filmed a Spit apparently billionaires like donated their Spitfires. What? To this? To this <coughs> Why
1: film. the billionaires on Spitfires? Well, there's a
0: guy who, who owns two Spitfires, and they're valued at five million pounds each, and he donated them to this movie. Fuck a rubber duck. Uh, and he owns the most Spitfires. In the world, apart from the Queen, so he's got two, and the Queen's got one. No, the Queen's got more. She's got three. Oh right, so I well. see. Oh wow. Or technically, she owns. Really more, pushing the boat out. Um, Why am
1: I paying taxpayer money to the Queen when she owns three Spitfires? No, I, sell them. I
0: think it's because it's her army and she owns it. You know, it's I not a like, shit. Sell them. There's she has Buckingham Palace already. I don't want to hasn't pay for it. Bought them as some kind of investment. Uh, I
1: mean, you can imagine yeah. what Meghan Markle's wedding would be like if she actually sold those things. Wow. Wow. Um.
0: I really hope that those two announce that they're getting married.
1: Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> <laughs> Dear um, listeners who are listening to this from 2018.
0: Uh, so Christopher Nolan said in this film that he used little to no CGI or special effects um, outs- that weren't um, you know tactile, the real thing. Was, yeah, no like, from what generation. I can see,
1: most of it was done like with an actual physical plane, a boat, and that kind of thing. However, mm-hmm.
0: I have inside a scoop that uh, a friend of mine who works in visual effects in movies. Mm. Did he, you some should of the, definitely get on
1: the podcast, by the way.
0: Uh, he did some of the um, code writing for some of the special effects that was used in this film. I you were going to set the script for a second. <laughs> no. I mean, uh, so he helped develop some of the special effects for babies. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was. He wouldn't say. But I imagine it was for the... I mean, if he would not to use no special effects, I don't know how he would manage to, to, to get the shots from the plane where miles away into the distance you've got these huge plumes of smoke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, would obviously. you rather do that in a Or cheapity? set Dunkirk on fire. Exactly. So mm. um, I don't know whether he was talking candidly or maybe he just forgot. <laughs> um, but I forgot all that $50 million I spent yeah, on exactly. the CGI for the film. I mean, there's, there's an insight into the kind of man Christopher Nolan is forgets where he came from liar <laughs> shame 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 we should get a bell for every time a shameful thing yeah a piece of, yeah, in in a a film. Piece of uh, film knowledge uh, film trivia or some sort of wanky bit of information from christopher nolan is proven to be a lie mm. we shall ring said bell <laughs> and christopher nolan the shame bell or that's the shame bellin. you heard it here first we're going to bring Christopher Nolan down. You can't keep getting away with these.
1: Maybe we should make him walk naked through the town of London. Mm. CGI some tits onto him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to. <laughs> um, so there's other really great cinematography... Oh, I always say this wrong. Other great moments of cinematography. That's a good word for isn't it? Um, moments like... Uh, so there's at least two ships that end up sinking. But one of them completely tips on its side. But what I loved the way they shot it was they attached the camera to the boat so as the yeah. boat's tipping rather than being at sea level and watching it tip, it looked like the sea, flood, the sea itself was coming towards you. Yeah. And it was such a great perspective for a sinking ship. Uh, it you know, just
0: adds a level of claustrophobia, doesn't it? Yeah. And you've got this, this this huge wall of... In- inescapable wall. Yeah, water coming, body of water coming towards you. Yeah. And
1: even, if you think about it as well, to film within a side plane, how do you film within such a small space and still make it varied still be able to do it whilst they're flying, yeah. have it so that there's not tons of shake on the camera because the whole thing's vibrating at the same time. Yeah. It's pretty smart. And again, like you are saying, filming on the water, where the, the sea is a wily mistress yeah. and there's, there's no way that you can can tell what's going to happen. So I think from a, a production point of view, a cinematography point of view, and just a direction point of view, they this is a bit of a masterclass, really, isn't
0: it? Well, you're always going to get that from... Christopher Nolan films I mean I really do like his films and I don't like stylish as fuck yeah I don't like to suck (sighs) him off too much yeah or just anyone you know I I much prefer being in control sucking yourself off yeah if anyone's going to get it it might as well be me yeah Um, but I would absolutely fondle his Boswell locks you reckon yeah where's your
1: CGI now Chris (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: I think he's fantastic and I really can't wait to see what he does next I, I haven't heard of anything that he's doing there. He's probably taking a rest. He's probably just. More than well, like, he's probably just. I know what he's doing at the minute.
1: He's swimming through a pool of coins like Scrooge McDuck.
0: Yeah, that's what he'd be doing. Yeah. Down in Duckburg. With his three nephews. <laughs> uh, what? Tom Hardy, <laughs> Michael, Michael Caine. Cain. <laughs> and Joseph Gordon Levitt? Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy, yeah. I'm just saying his name weirdly for no reason. Killian Murphy.
1: I think we've we've touched most of the points in the movie. Now.
0: Yeah, um, maybe it's mean, time could, to give it a movie rating. We could talk all day about this, but I'm going to go and ahead and give this an eight out of ten. So
1: we have our famous Poppadum rating, just for the listeners. We Do. Um, I can never remember why we
0: called it Poppadum rating, it's but the reason had a curry. First time we. Did oh yes, yeah, because we had a curry. Yeah. Oh, that was nice as well, wasn't it? it was yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Oh, I can't believe I, I forgot we, it. That's when we had infinite funds available, <laughs> and we thought we could eat and go watch a movie. And spend four hours talking about How it. How
1: wrong my credit card proof that was. <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, what, you gave it an 8 out of 10? Yeah, 8 out of 10. Um, and I think that's quite a harsh uh, rating. It feels like it, because yeah.
1: I quite comfortably give this movie a 9.5 out of 10.
0: Maybe I should give it a 9. Maybe I should give it a 9. I think I give it a 9. I'll give it what you want
1: now. If this is going to be like your your
0: after review...
1: I've seen it twice now, and I still stick firmly with the nine and a half out of ten. Cinematography, love. Soundtrack, love. The story and the nonlinear plotline, yeah, yeah, yeah. love.
0: The I think nine is fair. Yeah, I'm gonna go for nine. Um, it's not without its flaws, and the only flaws I can really think of mm-hmm. are you know what? I can't even think. Can't of think of one. Floors. Technically, that's a ten out
1: of ten, Michael. When you think about it. Uh, you know what, the the only thing I could sort of say was a bit before is I found the story of Cillian Murphy's character the least interesting.
0: It was the least interesting, but it was a powerful moment where he asks if the, the boy's gonna be okay. And they lied to him. And they lied to him, and I think that's a powerfully compassionate scene and I think it would have the film would have been lessened if, if he wasn't in it. But I think I'm gonna give it a nine because of Harry Styles. Mm. Didn't need to be in it. Took me anyway, he should have cast me. Is that a British nine or a German no? <laughs> uh, it's a British nine. Nine! <laughs> it's British nine.
1: Excellent. Yeah, I, I give it a firm nine and a half out of ten. Um, stuff like Harry Styles and stuff like Cillian Murphy. It wasn't like it reduced the movie in any way, but I, I just didn't
0: find a storyline interesting compared to the other ones. Yeah, there was, there, was, there was not enough mention, I think. I mean, I am a big... Hater of anything that's too Americanized and is all very mm. much like "woo, go USA." Yeah. And they tell stories like Saving Private Ryan, which is the fifth or sixth time I've mentioned it, where they where they tell a story only by the American point of view and everybody sucks America's cock. And at the end, it's like I'm in a field of American dead soldiers. Exactly, and I yeah. think that if I think people who aren't British watching this film probably feel that way. About this, because there wasn't. I mean, although the allies are mentioned, they're mm. not. They're not featured heavily. You know, a hell of a lot of French soldiers <coughs> gave their lives and, and fought right to the end. on the beach. Exactly well. fought right to the end. There's very little mention of them, and that's. I mean, you know. I mean, there's, there's, there's storytelling, uh, where you've got to you've got to be selective over what you tell. But um, I think that it wouldn't have been a hard task to have included a little bit of le bleu.
1: Le <laughs>
0: I think you know what I get jealous
1: of the American patriotism sometimes, but I feel like this movie gave me a little
0: hint of what that feels like to be super patriotic about your country. I'd love to be American. Ignorance is bliss <laughs> and I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah.
1: So uh, that's our review of Dunkirk, a film that I'm sure many of you will have seen already and hopefully you agree with some of our, our points. Let us know what you think and if you've not seen the film, go watch it. What the hell is wrong with you. It's like one of the must see films
0: of the decade quite easily. Seed films One of the most Seed films Se- Seen Oh did you say seen No no I said that Must see Oh well, must see
1: Yeah Seed films That's not English One of the most Seed films That's like proper Chavvy that Yeah It's a must see film That I I'm going to go <laughs> Learn myself something now Northern
0: chavs Yeah I, Why I <laughs> Cool. Well, I'm
1: not looking forward to this. It is time for the game. At the end of every episode of Movie Nosh, we play a game, a unique game that we have come up with ourselves that nobody else will have ever done before, obviously. And um, we challenge each other to do some really weird things. It's always slightly different. Uh, This week we're going to be playing a game that I'm trying trying to work out the name of properly, but basically I'm going to give you some acronyms. Which is, you know, where you just use the first letter of each word for the people out there who are not sure. Who I also call dum-dums. Dum-dum. Dum-dums. Of of some famous war movies. Um, So you have to guess what they they are. And I can give you one clue
0: if you need. But if you get it wrong, I'm going to electrocute you. I don't even know that many war movies. You will know most of these. I better. You bitter. Better.
1: (laughs) You you please. Bitter, baby. Um, I think I'm going to call it either... Acropolis now, or acronym now? What do you reckon?
0: I don't think it matters. I'm gonna go with ac- acronym now.
1: Acronym now. Kind of works. I kind of prefer acropolis now, but you'd never figure out that I'm talking about an acronym.
0: Right. Okay.
1: You'd be thinking I'm talking about an acrobat. So it doesn't quite work. Acronym
0: now. Done. Nailed it. Right. I'm gonna turn this on. Okay. Um. What? What? Oh. What level am I putting on? Full. And I have
1: about 20 movies. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Oh. I'll take one out no. as an example just to make it easy. All right, all right. Because you'll get this one anyway. So, first war movie is SPR.
0: Uh, saving Private Ryan Exactly yeah I was so really that, hoping that that would be Well
1: better. I'm never going to give you that one because you've said it about five times in this fucking podcast so definitely <sighs> not that one so that that basically you've got the idea of it so you guys can play along at home as well Mike if you give them a little bit of time to try and guess for themselves as well Yeah I will get straight away.
0: Uh, I just want to read the warning note that is on this. this I mean I would say toy but the first thing that this thing says is this product is not a toy it's a sex device. Not for children under 14 years of age, which is quite a high. That's not a child, that's a teenager. <laughs> and also 14. I mean, what. what... What happens What's the to difference a, between a 13-year-old? If a 13-year-old gets electrocuted, what's going to happen compared to a 14-year-old? don't know, maybe they'll maybe cry. I, I mean, the scarring that I received at 13 has never left me. No, maybe this will bring up some bad memories then. This product emits an electric shock and may interfere with electronic health equipment. This product should not be used by persons with pacemakers, heart problems, epilepsy, or any other similarly or related illnesses. Do you have any of those? I mean, I'm, I'm slightly ginger
1: yeah and a massive fanny so. <laughs> with a massive fanny <laughs> Yeah, um, are you ready as I'll ever be ok so we've just done Saving Private Ryan SPR the first one FMJ full metal jacket kit. see you've oh. got it how easy is this I tried to give people a the chance but I, was the so, I was so excited to have gotten Look, it. it to not get electrocuted All right, okay. ok this one's a bit harder um, T-B-O T-R-K might be worth you writing these down as well
0: T-B-O T-R-K yeah T-B-O
1: and I guess um, what I can do is if you need a clue I'll give you one of the words it's a slight clue it's an older movie an older war film
0: that's not a fucking clue I think it is the battle of no T-B-O T-R-K the bridge over yeah the River Kwai.
1: Yeah.
0: Whoa, very well done. See, with, I think you're gonna get all of these in with the end. Alec Guinness. End. Yeah. Okay, yes. next one. Sir Alec Guinness. Go on, next one. B H D. Sounds like a shop that was recently put into administration in Britain. PhD. B H S. It's not that. Philip. It's a war movie. Philip. PhD. Um. Does it star Orlando Bloom. I can't remember. Does it star Hugh McGregor. I can't remember. I've never
1: actually seen this movie, so it's a bit hard to tell you. Um. I know one character in it, one actor in it.
0: Don't tell me. <laughs> I think it's Black Hawk
1: Down. It is Black Hawk Down. Of course it is. Like you can't not think. You can't think. I wonder if it's Black Hawk Down. B H D. Oh yeah, yeah it must Black Hawk Down. Come on, think it could
0: about have been it. Big hairy. Dingle dildos oh. Oh. why would you want a hairy dildo realism realism yeah do you hope you've not grow up the side of your dick a bit
1: I've not like seen some it. kind of sideways moustache I've not seen it in years <laughs> um, okay the next one T-T-R-L T-T-R-L I'm saying R in the poshest way I can say R because R. if I was Northern like I am I'd just say <laughs> uh Or T-T-R-L.
0: I don't know. Give me
1: a clue. Clue is that one of the words is a colour. What? And it's not turquoise. the <laughs> T-T-R-L. One of those letters relates to a colour.
0: The. The? Does it start with the? It does start with right a there. The. Tangerine. No. <laughs> oh, I don't know. The... the TTRL.
1: I'm going to give you... L- Lilac? No. I feel like you're not going to get this one.
0: I don't think I'm going to get this one.
1: Uh, the answer yeah. is the Thin Red Line.
0: Oof, I should have got that. You knew that one? <laughs> no, you... I've not seen it. No. You've heard of it though? I have heard of it. Fair enough. Anyway, let's electrocute you. No. Oh. Press
1: the button. Okay. God, even my fingers are tingling thinking about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, it's really you hard to even, hold on to you it You didn't even hold it all the way through No, I held on to it long enough okay? No, you didn't hold on to
1: it long enough Look at my hand no, just, oh, that's that. You don't get red marks from being electrocuted It's not how it works you well, just, You're just, just sweating, that's all it is You don't need to do it again, but the next time You need to hold on to it longer and well, stop I, I, being I such it, a scaredy cat I find it so difficult I know, that's the point really Next hurt. movie, no. again, war movies IB IB?
0: IB, two words I, and B. Iron? No. I, B. Is it really famous? Yes. Ian Brockovich? No.
1: I will give you a clue. Go on then. That's too much of a clue. We've technically reviewed this movie. In fact, not technically, we have reviewed reviewed this movie. We've reviewed this movie.
0: We've reviewed this movie. Oh my God. I B. (laughs) <laughs> IB You're
1: going to kick yourself War movie IB An actual war movie Like yeah. World War 2
0: Yeah What the
1: fuck You aren't getting this one At all No If I give you another clue Any other clue It's going to be too obvious That's the problem Um, I can say one word Do you want to do it like that I really do Scalping Oh Oh, no, that's...
0: oh. We didn't re- Oh, we did. You know what? I should have
1: used this as word. Spy. That should have been the no, other word. I would have got it either way. Yeah, yeah, no, see what I mean? There's of the oh, memorable things about this movie. What's it called? Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. Well done, there we go. Oh. Um. No, I won't let you electrocute yourself, but still, shame on you. I know. Where's I the shame, bell? Shame.
0: Shame. Shame.
1: Shame. Um, okay, next one. T-G-E.
0: Come on, man. The greatest. Is that right?
1: No. no. Close. The.
0: Good. <laughs> Further away. The greatest. Nope. The. Grandest. No, you were closer before. The greatest. The great. Close.
1: The great. What was it? L. E. The
0: great. Famous war movie, TGE, the Great, Escape. Yeah! Oh, oh my God! Do you know what? I'm getting like a weird shooting pain around my elbow. <laughs> Is it distress? I Are you know having a heart attack? I don't <laughs> know if it's a phantom pain or what. <laughs> it's just from the memories of being electrocuted. Before. I can't. I really hope that. I know that nobody's going to be able to empathise with me here. you probably will think that I'm some sort of wimp but I'm not crazy. even giving you,
1: I'm, there's hard ones that I've skipped because I feel like I'm afraid of what, no, what's going to happen to yeah, you give it to me I don't you want it. the hard ones yeah okay um, I think one of the hardest ones is simply Jay
0: <laughs> what are you doing to me man
1: <laughs> what are you doing it's, it's a, the thing is I think you'll have seen this film and it's a very good film it's, it's within the last ten years oh I know it what is it
0: Jarhead. Yeah, see? Oh, well oh done. god. If I ain't given you all those clues, then what? Oh, you giving me the ten years, thing, I suppose. Yeah. That was
1: another film where no one actually kills anybody because he tries to sniper someone at the end and he doesn't. Do he it. fires a shot. No, he doesn't kill, kill a single person. Okay, next one. S L. S.L. War movie, S.L. Single ladies. <laughs> oh, the single ladies! Right, single ladies. Um, this, I guess a clue I could give you on this one is that it's not about battles, this one. It's not about battles? No, but it's set in
0: the war. So the war is just a, a behind... Yeah,
1: yeah. It's about the shit that went down in the war.
0: Was, and shit went down. It sounds great, this movie.
1: You you know this movie. Everybody knows this film.
0: Oh, you, oh I know it. What? Schindler's List. Yeah!
1: Oh, I was going to give you the clue of your lift is named after this. Yeah, Schindler's Lift. Schindler's Lift. What a name for a company. Um. Yep, yeah. okay. Wow. Here's a movie, and this is the one where we sat on the sofa before, and I said, oh, I want to watch this film because I've not seen it in ages. E-A-T-G. What? You probably haven't thought about this movie in a long time. E-A-T-G? Yeah. And I'll give you a clue straight off the bat. Jude Law, isn't it?
0: Oh, one of the greatest sex scenes of all time is in this I movie. I don't remember that sex film. He and scene. Rachel Vice, who's very um, lovely.
1: Oh, Rachel Vice, the, the lady bread wife
0: of yeah, Daniel, Craig. Daniel Craig. They have a weird sex scene in this movie where they must not have been cleaned or washed in weeks. And the actors acting. or the no, characters? No, no, the characters. Mm. And they have a weird sleeping bag sex scene.
1: Interesting. It's... I bet of smelled cheese and onion pasties that have
0: been left in a bin for five weeks. I mean, you'd, you'd hope they were cheese and onion. <laughs> probably started life as a steak. Bro. Probably just as lumpy, to be fair. Uh, this is Enemy at the Gates. Enemy at the Gates, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Great film, actually. Mm-hmm. Ed fucking Harris. What an actor. One of yeah. my favourite actors, Ed Harris. Not Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> no. Eddie Redmayne Eddie Redmayne is, is Eddie German
1: <laughs> Sniper. Oh he's a Russian sniper, isn't it? Um okay. Duh. Super famous war movie. PH
0: um, oh, I, I, mean, I was hoping I'd get it straight away when you said super famous.
1: It's maybe I've put too much pressure on you. PH. Do you say H or H? Um, how would I say it? H. Yeah, I'd say H.
0: I think. Parhead. No. Um... Would you like a clue? I would love. I would fucking love a clue. Clue
1: is America and Japan.
0: Oh... Too much of a clue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
1: thing is, I could have said, like, Ben Affleck.
0: I would have got it straight away. Would have got it straight away, yeah. yeah. Could um, have said Michael Bay.
1: Oh Struggler. yeah, now would have worked.
0: Uh, it's Pearl Harbor.
1: Yeah, it's Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we should give two more. Yeah. Okay. First one. GMV. G M V. Yeah. Get the. I'll give you a clue.
0: Victory.
1: Radio. Ooh. Stumped you? That was a good clue that one because it's not too obvious. Well, you'd say that, but, but I have got it. Have you? Yeah. What is it? It's Good Morning Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah, I couldn't just say like Robin Williams. It's too easy. Yeah, now, is too it? Easy. yeah. Well, done. well so, done. There aren't
0: enough. Actually, there probably are enough Vietnamese war films. There's quite a few.
1: Mm. True saying.
0: Poplits now. Poplits now. Platoon.
1: i mm. I'm trying to think of more, but I can't.
0: Brain Good morning, Vietnam. Okay,
1: last one. I actually have a, I, I've still got ones that I've not been through, but let's wrap this up. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realise it was going to take you this long. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm stalling so that you. Have okay. To... Um. Last one. TTSS, T-T-S-S. <laughs> Yeah. god Your eyes go even narrower when you're concentrating. It's just my shit face. Is that your smouldering look <laughs> uh, The The Nope They Nope mm. It is not A What is that called Conjunctive Definite
0: Definite article it's
1: called. Oh is it mm-hmm. No it's not one of those Um, It's a an... Noun No <laughs> so Technically, is an Adjective Yeah But it can also be an, A noun Uh T-T-S-S
0: Is it recent?
1: Yes, I can give you a clue
0: Have you not given me one yet? No I'd love one Gary Oldman Gary Oldman is the clue Uh I mean he's been in literally thousands of films It's
1: not The Darkest Hour
0: Well no, I know that Yeah, because that wouldn't (laughs) wouldn't make any sense with it I can't spell Have you not got like The Longest Day on there or something like that? Because you not giving me that one? No. No. Um TTS. I had the
1: Hurt Locker, I had American Sniper, I had Fury, Hacksaw Ridge, Das Boot, the Dam Busters. Uh, did I do the Deer Hunter? I think I did. Yeah, so there's tons. But that this is TTSS. Battle Britain. Really. I don't think you're gonna get it, so I think right. we're gonna end the show on an electrocution. What is it? Yay! It's Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. Soldier Spy Let me say that again, it's
0: Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. <laughs> gosh, gosh, um, huh? um, I found that film boring I haven't seen it Yeah I found it really dull Apparently the book is great But Isn't Tom Hanks in it as well? Mm, no I think it's in all
1: Alright I'm chanting shit Anyway Electrocute yourself
0: <laughs> Anyway I just to see you in poo. Strap this to your balls
1: Right try and hold on to it Look how long this time? I, I'm telling you man It's really difficult
0: My fingers are tingling again. the end I don't even know how to hold it I mean if I do that Maybe From one end <laughs> oh, the whole thing the whole, I'm so proud of myself oh I'm proud of you mate well oh. done buddy good old, Good job fuck my pacemaker's killing me
1: <laughs> I think that's a nice way to wrap up the episode um, thanks for listening we hope you've enjoyed episode one of Movie Nosh that is actually do you know what I'm, I kind of like it you kind of like it do you want to do it to another part of your body now no. That can be on our other podcast. But I might. It's on after 9pm. Take this home tonight. <laughs> yeah. wonder if Alice will enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, uh, we hope you've enjoyed this first episode of Movie Nosh. There's plenty more episodes for you to go out and, and listen to. Um, we're always looking for a bit of insight and we're always looking for new guests as well. So, if you fancy yourself a bit of a movie nosher. Yeah. Is that what we call them now? Yeah, we are both movie noshers. Yeah, or if you want to get noshed off, feel <laughs> like coming on the program. Drop us a, a line on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or if you know us personally, face-to-face. That's always good. Yeah, it's
0: nice, actually. It's almost yeah. just novelty. Actually.
1: Um, and also, if you enjoyed the podcast or any of the other episodes, please uh, rate them, because it actually helps us get found by other people, um, because if you get rated loads, then iTunes and the like end up showing you on their homepage more. Not that, you know, we're not famous, because obviously we're famous. Yeah, Taylor
0: Swift yeah. is our homegirl. Uh, yeah,
1: that she's not we're not is she is a nosher yeah, I bet she is she wants to get noshed up by you. and I would
0: gladly oblige yeah and also recommend films for us to do as well I think that would be that would yeah. be good fun we, you...
1: we did some good ones recently with the, the Quentin Tarantino special that a lot of people yeah. enjoyed yeah. Uh, we did our 2017 wrap up and what's coming up in 2018 so um, you know if you've got any, any movies that you definitely want us to recommend and on social media we do loads of cool stuff like Soundtrack Sundays um, we do nosh off on Fridays when we prepare two uh, we face off two movies against each other we've got our Wednesday thoughts we've got trailer Tuesdays there's tons of stuff so follow us because we're not just about the noshing we're also <laughs> about the sloshing I don't know there was a phrase in there that
0: could have worked it works sloshing
1: we'll, we'll leave that anyway thanks for listening and we hope you listen again soon it's a goodbye from me and goodbye from me after the saying does that mean goodbye
0: Yeah. Way! I'm (laughs) no (laughs) German.